The future of farms is the future of food. No Farms, No Future is a new podcast from American Farmland Trust and Heritage Radio Network. Listen today. Hello, welcome to Japan Needs. I'm your host, Aki Koteyama, a food writer and director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deep understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from Brooklyn, New York. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi every day in the supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi ramen izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. My guest today is Takashi Miyazaki, who is the chef owner of Ichigo Ichie in Cork, Ireland. Takashi moved to Ireland in 2008, where Japanese food was yet to be more deeply discovered. Also, he was met by a global financial crisis shortly after his arrival in Ireland. After going through numerous challenges, he fell in love with Cork, a small city in the south- southwestern part of the country, and opened a kaiseki restaurant called Ichigo Ichie in 2018. The restaurant became a huge success and he earned a Michelin star only six months after its opening. So, today we'll discuss why Takashi ended up moving to Ireland, why he fell in love with Cork, his philosophy of cooking Japanese food outside Japan, why and how he effectively utilizes local Irish ingredients to cook authentic Japanese cuisine, and much, much more. But before we start, Japan Needs is available on the Heritage Radio Network website as well as on iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify as a podcast. So please go to iTunes, Stitch, and Spotify, whichever you listen to, and subscribe to Japan Needs. And please write a review. We really appreciate your feedback. Now, let's start a conversation with Takashi Miyazaki. Hello, Takashi. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Very good. Very good. So, um, so to get to know you,、uh, where are you from? And what did you eat when you grew up? Okay,、um, I'm from Fukuoka in Kyushu area in south of Japan. I grew up in Fukuoka、um, to、uh, university after university, and、uh, I got、uh, the, my first job was、uh, working at a five star hotel. So, what would I eat?、Um, my hometown, Fukuoka, is there, it's quite、um, foodie. Um, area and also、uh, it's great seafood, and also、um, so many different things,、um, such as Biku Gume, and also high end、uh, mm. Kaisei restaurant as well. So, I grow up a few different t y p e of、um, uh, fun food, that's why I, I grow up. Mm, right. Yeah, Fukuoka is an interesting place because it's in the southern part of Japan. But、um, I think major corporations try to use that city as a pilot testing place because it's such a great、um, place. It's a really、um, major city. And、mm-hmm. also, like you said, it's full of、uh, good food and seafood. And you said the BQ、mm-hmm. Gurume means like, you know, B class. But delicious food. So it's, it's very exciting that you grew up in the city. Yeah.、Right. So, and how did you get into cooking? Right.、Um, I was a university student, but、um, I got the scholarship for the university. So,、uh, my, my dad was a kendo master, which is a Japanese、uh, martial art. 
And then I've been playing kendo since I, I was a small child. And then I keep playing kendo, the martial art. And then um, I got scholarship, but I didn't go to university <laughs> because I started the part-time <laughs> job in um, such a small cafe in domestic Fukuoka airport. And very small cafe, but um, the master was quite passionate. And then I got into, uh, oh, I want to be a chef. I want to be a chef. And then I started cooking for my friend, my university friend. And then they are asking me again, oh, can I cook again? Can I cook again? So they looked at my food. <laughs> and then so, mm. oh, this is my job. So I want to be a chef. So I quit university because I didn't go to a kendo class. <laughs> Pretty bad, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, interesting. You you never know what happens, right? Your future is always unexpected. Like this one is a good turn. So I'm glad yeah. you have you came across that kind of interesting part-time job mm -hmm. at the airport. All right. Mm -hmm. So um, so where did you work before you moved to Ireland? I so as I said, um, I started work at the hotel. And then that was um, <clears throat> teppanyaki, but that restaurant is the um, kind of fusion of the, the French cuisine and the Japanese ingredients like that. And then serving in front mm. of our guests. And I was there right. those three years. Then I wanted to travel someplace. And uh, actually I had the band uh, at that time with the, uh, my colleagues and playing the Okinawa music. And then <laughs> oh, I love Okinawa food, so <laughs> I wanted to move to a more south Okinawa. And then oh, one wow. of my friends from university, uh, he from uh, actually the really south, a small island area. And then I asked him about, uh, it's that, that is uh, Tokunoshima, which is uh, Kagoshima, a part of Kagoshima prefecture. And then, okay, I, I move it and uh, I want to see something different. And, but Tokunoshima is a Kagoshima, it wasn't Okinawa. <laughs> but um, I had a great experience work with the farmers and I was working small Izakaya. It's a very, very tiny island. So every, everybody know each other. And then, so I started working in the restaurant and also daytime I work in the, uh, with the farmers. Um, that was a exper good experience. And I, I stayed mm. in the uh, Tokunoshima Islands for three years and then moved to Kagoshima and then worked some restaurant and then back to my hometown, Fukuoka. Then just for a short while, um, I became a truck driver <laughs> because I, I was... <laughs> I, <laughs> I wanted to save money for my restaurant. Yeah, and there was good money, but um, um, I spent all of the <laughs> my salary and stuff. And then my uncle uh, had the Okonomiyaki restaurant in Hiroshima. And then he had great success with the business and small Okonomiyaki restaurant. And he asked me to be a head chef there and then um, my uncle opened another bigger place. 
then I moved to Hiroshima. Mm. Wow. So sounds like you really, you know, from beginning of the five star hotel in Fukuoka, major city,、mm-hmm. to island restaurant, to、yeah. uh, okonomiyaki, bigger and small. So <laughs> you have a、yeah. very extensive experience and it went through all those Japanese food, sounds like. Yeah. As you know,、um, in Japan, there's so many regions. If you go next prefectures, and there's different, different food. So, Hiroshima was,、uh, was quite new for me. And even Hiroshima's high end、uh, restaurants are totally different ingredients from Fukuoka. So,、mm. their cooking、uh, was different and tastes different, textures different. But after the, the Okonomiyaki restaurant,、um, I saw the one place that pub restaurant, Irish pub restaurant, was looking for head chef. So I was kind of interested about Irish culture and music and stuff. Then I had the interview and then I got position. So that was Irish pub restaurant. It's called Morning Marons in Hiroshima. So,、mm. one chef came from Galway and、uh, she trained me for a month. So, I had no idea then <laughs> what is Irish food like. <laughs>、mm. So, she taught me some Irish food, and such as cottage pie, <laughs> bangers and mash, and fish and chips, of course. <laughs> and,、mm. and also, that was a great experience for me. Right. So that was at the beginning of everything Irish, sounds like. And then you、mm. moved to Ireland in, in 2008. So why did you move to Ireland? So for me, I always wanted to go somewhere to, or overseas to live and then still want cooking. And then when I was head chef in Irish pub, and I met my future wife. So she's, she's Irish. and... She was teaching、uh, English in kindergarten in, in Hiroshima. And of course, she, you know, she always in the Irish pub after work. <laughs> Then, so we started going out. And when she had a holiday and she went back to Ireland, so I went to Ireland. I, I came to Ireland with her for her holiday. And then that was two weeks. And Do you know if you go to travel, you're gonna miss your, your country food? So I was missing like Japanese food. And then in Ireland,、mm. we were looking for a Japanese restaurant. Then it wasn't much Japanese food or Japanese restaurant. Then I started thinking maybe I'm gonna do something Japanese food here. Mm. So that was a、yeah. opportunity to move Ireland as well.、Mm. Right. And then you did move to Ireland. And I heard that there's some issues with、uh, your wife's visa. So you kind of、mm-hmm. had to go there, right? Yeah. So I moved 2008. That was, you know, the recession all over the world. So just started. So, I got work permit there, just only, which is a, I can only work only one restaurant. 
And then the restaurants closed down in four weeks. So I lost my visa. Then I have to go back wow. to Japan then. Even I couldn't apply, basically I couldn't because at least I have to work in six months or something. But um, I explained, uh, then I could uh, apply the visa. So I could stay. Mm. Right. Okay. So, but then um, you eventually uh, moved to Cork, right? To mm -hmm. open your own place. So mm. what is the kind of the process that you got, you know, you really faced with also, you know, regulation challenges because of the visa. And also there's mm -hmm. a, the economy that's really not in an ideal situation because of Lehman mm. Shock. So, yes. um, so how did you end up moving to Cork? Okay, um, so my work permit, I only can work in one place. Um, but in the future, like, we are going to get married, like, so if you get married, you get, you get visa. So uh, you can work or you can open your own business in Ireland. And then at the same time, we are traveling up to Belfast and then the West Coast, Galway, Clare, County Clare and Dingo and then check the fish market and water and then Cork was last place and then we made a decision that it has to be Cork because the water is good and then mm. I'm from south west in Japan so I feel like you know Settling in the south is, I feel better. And then <laughs> right. there's an English market in Cork, and you can get a variety of some food and ingredients, and then it's great local produce. So I just kind of fell in love in Cork. Mm. Wow, interesting. So, yeah, it's so funny that you determined because of the water so and I heard that mm. um the water in cork is good to make your dashi stock mm -hmm. so what's the water profile is it very hot water or soft water it's a hard water and um, if you someplace in Ireland like a midland or west side and it's very hard like uh, full of lime scale so even like when you have a shower you can smell the lime scale some areas like, mm -hmm. well, I didn't get any of those things in Cork. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Right. And and then, uh, so you, before you opened uh, the mission study to Goiche, you opened a mm -hmm. takeout spot called the Miyazaki in 2015. And yeah. um, and I, it seems like it's still going very strong. So it was a first Japanese restaurant in Cork, I heard. And um, there you serve... Japanese soul food like onigiri, mm -hmm. Japanese style curry, and donburi, mm -hmm. and rice balls. Yes. So why did you open Miyazaki first? Um, so uh, we moved court and we're trying to find the premises for the restaurant. And 2015 to 13 to 15, like still like uh, you can see the recessions like uh, some restaurants are uh, closed down and empty premises like uh, 
Um, but some premises is too big for me. Uh, some premises has an issue and uh, I couldn't afford. And so then I was passing by and there was a small takeaway. And it used to be a Chinese takeaway. Um, but that premises was uh, the most old Chinese takeaway in Cork City. So it's like 30 years or something like and then <laughs> I asked, I asked my wife, so why don't you start from uh, small? Maybe the restaurant is too big. And then what about doing takeaway? Maybe people don't know what is the real Japanese food. So kind of windows opportunity, like, and then, so why not start from some dashi dish or you know, katsudon, oyakodon, you know, which we love it. And then what Japanese people eat every day, that's, a, that's where you're established. Mm, right. And then, uh, like, what I heard is there was a first Japanese restaurant in Cork. So, I mean, restaurant or the shop specializing in Japanese food. So mm. what was the reaction to your food um, from Cork people when you opened Miyazaki? Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trusting if I serve right food and tasty food and people will come back. I know also that was a big challenge in, in Cork City or in Ireland actually. But um, if I do the right things, so they trust us. But that was funny, like um, when, <laughs> when we opened Miyazaki and then the people came in, and then they asked me, uh, you know, curry and chips or three in one, which is, you know, take typical takeaway here, <laughs> fish and chips and, uh, you know, some chips and the curry sauce. And we say, oh, we don't have chips. And then, uh, then our customer asked, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't have chips. Like, yeah. But uh, it didn't take a wow. long, long time. And we got... Uh, when we opened it, we got great support from, uh, uh, it's called uh, McKenna's Guide, uh, running by uh, John and Sally. And they support us. That was a huge thing. So they came to my premises and within a month, and then they kind of promoted for uh, Miyazaki Takeaway. Then... Wow. We'll be getting, it's very busy, so. Right, wow, that's amazing. So it sounds like people really had good sense of tasting Japanese food, regardless of as far as it's good food, Japanese or Mm -hmm. Irish fish and chips, they they understood. So here (laughs) you are. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right, okay. So uh, we'll take a quick break here. And when we come back, we dive into Takashi's Michelin Star restaurant, Ichigo Ichie and his deep philosophy of cooking Japanese cuisine in Cork. So please stay with us. The future of farming in America is uncertain. Our farmers are aging and selling off their land. But the pandemic has revealed the importance of local farms as the national and international supply chain continues to be disrupted. I mean, it's not like most farmers have a company-sponsored retirement plan. I'm Hannah Forden, HRN's program manager, and I want to tell you about a new show. 
Hosted by John Piotti, the president and CEO of American Farmland Trust, and produced in collaboration with Heritage Radio Network, this is No Farms, No Future. There is a new generation of small farmers. We're here to tell their stories, share knowledge, and dig deep into the future of American farming. From land stewardship, we are losing 2,000 acres of farmland a day. The price of land is often so high that it's really hard to get started. To cracks in the supply chain. By the time I go shopping every single day, there's no meat left to feed my family. The future of farms is the future of food. Subscribe to No Farms, No Future, a new podcast from American Farmland Trust and Heritage Radio Network. Find us wherever you like to listen. Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats. I'm your host, Aki Kotayama, and my guest today is Takashi Miyazaki, who is the chef owner of the Michelin starred Kaiseki restaurant Ichigoichi in Cork, Island. So in 2018, um, three years after you opened Miyazaki, you opened a fine dining restaurant called Ichigoichi. Mm. And the restaurant has 25 seats in total, including a five-seat chef's counter. So what is Mm -hmm. the concept of Ichigoichi and why did you open it? Okay, um, so since we opened Miyazaki and then I got a great opportunity to, you know, more teaching Japanese food or or promotion for the Japanese food, uh, which is I was in... I was in the TV show sometimes and uh, sharing the recipe for the, the Food and Wine magazine. And then, then there was huge demand. Takashi, why don't you open uh, your restaurant? Like, and so it wasn't my plan. I thought I was happy with Miyazaki. But by a huge demand, and I started thinking, okay, if I open the re- Japanese restaurant, that that would be uh, my last one. So I want to finish something high-end restaurant. Then I have not much experience as Japanese high-end restaurant, like such as Kaiseki or I don't have Sushi Master. So I learn, try to learn by myself and then mixture of the, my childhood memory, such as my granny's cooking, my mom's cooking. So it's kind of unusual <laughs> thing, but mm. it's, I, you know, that's my palate, like, so I grow up from Fukuoka food with also my grandma, grandma's food like that. Then I work with mm. the uh, Irish, a lot of uh, local Irish ingredients, and I give in a Japanese technique. Then, so then, can I do that? Kaiseki restaurant. That's my own color. Like so. Yeah. Then mm. that was open. Then, as I said, I've been playing. Like I've been playing kendo with the such as, you know, manner or Zen. So I won't skip that. All the customer, all our guests, also our staff, I want to give the experience. They make a, you know, Zen space. 
Right. So okay. So small restaurant, but um, nice, calm and quiet. Even during the service, is very calm service. And the kitchen, all mm. my chefs, very calm and then nice move. So that's a uh, ichigo ichi. Right. Okay. So mm. well, it's it's funny, right? The mindset of Kendo runs through. Mm your life and your focus and the restaurant. Mm. So it was 10 years after you arrived, you opened your own place, which is a huge achievement because there's nobody did that before as a Japanese mm. chef. Congratulations. Thank you very much. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then you call your restaurant, uh, according to your website, it's Kappo Restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. So what is Kappo Restaurant? Um, you say Kappo Restaurant is the... The master or chef uh, standing behind the counter and then have a conversation with the um, uh, our guest at the counter and also our guest can see what I preparing and then plating the food and then I explain where is that come from and ingredients or from my experience and from my childhood memories so then also some people asking recipe or you know some chips like so that's a couple style mm. the counter and then have a conversation mm. right it's a similar to sushi restaurant uh, sushi counter but mm -hmm. it's more sort of um, you are there for your guests and then it's slightly more casual because you have a conversation and your chef can flexibly improvise mm -hmm. dishes to your mm -hmm. liking. So, yeah, it's a very cool, um, very kind of friendly and casual, but very, mm -hmm. in a way, very serious cooking setup. And by the way, so there's another version, the similar uh, concept is ryote. Ryote is similar, but uh, it's more formal. So mm -hmm. I spoke to um, uh, Kyoto chefs and said there's a difference between kappo and ryote. Ryote has a little garden within the restaurant, so probably <laughs> it's a little more expensive and uh, more formal. So mm. that's the today's keyword, and kappo and ryote, which I think is Right. So what is the meaning of ichigo ichie? So ichigo ichie is ichigo is a one chance and ichie is one meeting. So we are saying that uh, the moment perfected, which is um, we appreciate every moment. So if you be in Ichigoichi and uh, you come back to Ichigoichi and then there is no same experience, that meaning is. Mm. Right. So it comes from uh, the tea ceremony, like the ultimate hostility, right? Because this is, mm -hmm. this seems ordinary encounter with this guest, this moment, this experience, but this is only once that can happen mm -hmm. in your life. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's just, everything is so precious. So we tend to just overlook the preciousness mm -hmm. of this moment, but mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. So yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's a great name. Yeah, I love the word. <laughs> right. So the number of philosophical question. So on your website, you quote a sentence from Hagakure, which is a famous mm -hmm. textbook for summarize from the 18th century. Mm -hmm. So it says, mm -hmm. in, the, uh, in the words of the ancients, 
one should make his decisions within the space of seven breaths. So mm-hmm. what does the sentence mean and how do you apply it to yourself? Mm-hmm. That's a... Um, um, as I said, I, I, I... As I said, I said Zen uh, atmosphere to make it. That goes through the chef and to the our guest, which is all the Zen spirits going through cooking skill and everything, respect for the, all the ingredients or, and equipment and stuff each other and to our guests. So that's a spirit. So if you keep those Zen spirits and it come, came, came across on the plate and or dish. So mm. some res- right. respect and that's why we were saying to the staff. Mm. Right. So, and also that's uh, the seven breaths is just a quick frame, time frame. So you focus and you make the decision. Mm-hmm. So everything is in control in calm mm-hmm. situation. So, right, mm-hmm. that's again to your Zen mindset runs through your your lifestyle and in your mm-hmm. kitchen. Right. So probably like you're not you're not cooking French. You're not cooking Italian. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what is the essence of Japanese cuisine to you personally? Um, as I say, I use the local ingredients and uh, giving Japanese technique. But I also, uh, we do some, um, the French cuisine technique, or sometimes we do Chinese, <laughs> um, Chinese cooking technique or some Italian or curing uh, smoke and stuff we do. So that's all the experience to, you know, uh, our challenge. Um, okay, next one, um, I would like to do this one kind of mixture, like a fusion uh, cuisine, actually. Mm, right. So technically, it's a Japanese technique, um, but we given we use the ingredients in sometimes like a foie gras or some caviars and stuff like that. Mm, right. I think uh, the essence of Japanese cuisine you're talking about here is the, mm. I mean, Japanese cuisine, you use uh, anything available locally. Like you said earlier, each region in Japan, mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. are different kind of unique dishes. So mm-hmm. I think you're creating your own Japanese cuisine in the uh, environment of Cork Island. Yeah, that's what we are doing. So, yeah. Right. So you offer, um, you know, classic style kaiseki course, which is a multi-course dinner featuring seasonal ingredients. So that's kaiseki. Mm-hmm. So uh, what kind of, um, you know, what do you have any favorite local ingredients and how you how you use it in your, mm. you know, on the menu? Yeah. Um, quite a lot. <laughs> I like, I like um, <laughs> Irish meat and the pork, which is we get pork from the West Cork and Cahabeg pork and I'm a huge fan of it. 
uh, they are free range and they treat the, all the, the pigs it's really well. It's like a family. Like. And also they have 100% um, uh, hair for the beef and grass-fed beef, uh, which is beautiful. And they are always on the uh, archaic menu as well. And also, mm. of course, seafood. Um, the West Coast seafood by the Atlantic Ocean which is brilliant. Uh, you can get some variety of the fish. And also West Coast, I go foraging for seaweed. And then we make a, of course you can use a fresh. And then when I was in Japan, do you know uh, hijiki? It, it's called a channel rack. I only have seen hijiki only dried one in Japan, but Actually, you can get the, the fresh hijiki, the fresh channel rack um, here, and then you can cook straight away. Um, it's just beautiful seaweeds there. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So mm. sometimes things even better. Mm. Yeah, right, yeah, of very unusual. And that's why I'm, um, I say this Ichigoichi Japanese restaurant doesn't exist in Japan because <laughs> we work with the uh, local, lots of local wild mm -hmm. ingredients. Mm. Right. Okay. So uh, do you try to discover all those new Irish ingredients that you can potentially apply to mm. your Japanese dishes? Yes, we do. Um, also, uh, we have some vegetable growers and they are very interested about the, actually the Japanese uh, vegetables. So we give in an idea, we are trying to develop um, also Japanese ingredients as well. And then mm. there's I... no lemon in Ireland, you know, <laughs> it's a very cold country like so, but few people trying to grow in lemon or even wasabi. We are using wasabi from West Coast. It's a beautiful wasabi, fresh wasabi we can get. Oh, wow. Interesting. So, okay. And who are, who comes to Ichigo Ichie? I'm sure it's just a famous restaurant. So mm. there's so many people, but typically, who are your yeah. customers? Uh, we get quite a lot, good few people, like um, the age of group and it's quite younger age and old age, and so all the people come in. So sometimes we get uh, um, teenagers as well, and okay. they try everything. Oh, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's uh, interesting because you opened the first Japanese um, mm -hmm. food um, spot in Cork, yeah. and now. You have everybody coming to your restaurant. Probably they don't ask for fish and chips anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of you are educating people about Japanese ingredients, Japanese maybe idea of cooking in silence, mm -hmm. I'd imagine. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And uh, so, what are the biggest challenges in running Ichigo Ichie? So, um... When we opened Ichigo Ichie, the challenge was um, it's going to be 
popular restaurant or not because there is no uh, kaiseki couple restaurant in Ireland before. So I wasn't worried, but I, I feel like that's another big challenge because uh, Japanese high-end restaurant and people is gonna come to that restaurant more. I know there was a huge demand beforehand. That was quite a big challenge, all right? And, and working with local, lots of local ingredients, like uh, every time we test out and then it most of the times works. So that's another challenge. And um, but since um, the COVID and then another big challenge. So we opened and then two years and then the COVID came and by the restriction and we have to make a small team because we, we used to have the 25 people at the, uh, for, for the one sitting, but it became half number. So we couldn't afford for the staff and we have to make a small team. And then another issue by, uh, you know, keep running the business. So that was another big challenge. But at the same time, we, are, we have learned so many things from COVID. So it's not the great life, but at least the good things there. Mm, right. Now you can have only half people on the same quality, same uh, quality mm. of food and service. So, mm. right. Okay. And uh, I found a quote of yours saying, uh, I'm from Japan but I'm an <laughs> Irish chef making Irish food. So what do you mean by that? That's, uh, I work with the uh, local Irish in ingredients. So that's uh, Irish food, do you know? Mm. So that's why, yeah, uh, local ingredients and giving Japanese technique and uh, I'm cooking mm. in the island with Irish ingredients, so, which is Irish food. Right. That's true. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't been to uh, Ichigo Ichie yet. I'm hoping I will <laughs> once the COVID really comes down. But mm -hmm. uh, so what kind of, I'm just curious, like for example, if you use mm -hmm. meat from Ireland, what kind of dish um, do you offer? The meat? Um, mm -hmm. For example, or it can be anything, but I was just very really curious. Okay. Um... We have game season, so last time um, it, it's still we used um, Irish venison. We give them like a mm. light cure the venison, and also uh, we give them kind of cold light smoke, which is that uh, we get the uh, cherry blossom tree tip, and we use that for the smoke. So that is a uh, Irish venison with Japanese smoke tip, like a sakura smoke. Something like that. Oh, wow. Wow, must be delicious. <laughs> yeah, the game season is so Irish. So, yeah, that's just definitely you're making Irish food. <laughs> yes. Um, well, right. So, what are your plans and dreams? Are you opening uh, Ichigo Ichie in Tokyo or what's, what's in your mind? 
<laughs> I have one takeaway and one eat, uh, restaurant, and then I have two boys, so I'm wonderful busy enough. Like, <laughs> so I just keep up the uh, good quality and and standard, and then more mm. more challenge is develop more um, Irish ingredients or work with that. Uh, you know, local ingredients. So I think that's these things are more to come. Hmm. Right. No well, plan I understand. For, You're super busy. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, good video, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So I yeah, no plan for Tokyo yet, I guess. But what's the landscape of Japanese cuisine in Cork and in Ireland in general? Because you kind of triggered interest in Japanese cuisine and. Uh, uh, are people getting more interested in Japanese food and sake, shochu, those things in general? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are recently like we are seeing a lot of sake. Um, our guests always asking a recommendation, uh, which is they are very curious. So most of our guests is want to see and then they're looking for experience and I heard a lot and oh they're looking for very special experience or you know something new so they ask all our staff and then what do you recommend even we work with the uh, all the uh, biodynamic natural wine or organic wine only so it's kind of unusual uh, wine as well so then mm. I make the uh, a dish as well. Sometimes I taste the wine, natural wine first, and then I make the dish as well. And mm. so it's quite flexible. So it's it's very fun to make a you know new menu with a new wines and stuff. Mm. Wow! So I can't wait to go come and visit you, um, something in the near future. So uh, where can we find your updates online and on social media? Um, for I do a lot of um, the Instagram and the, yeah, most of the social media I do uh, by uh, Instagram. Okay, so what's the handle? Yeah. Uh, Ichigo Ichie. No, uh, Miyazaki underbar Cork. That's it. Okay, so Miyazaki underbar Cork. Cork. Okay, great. Yes. All right. So well. So thank you so much for joining us today, Takashi. And what you're doing is very, very interesting, valuable. So good luck. Thank you so much. All right. So listeners, if you have any questions or comments about the show or suggestions for show topics or guests, please contact us at japaneeds at heritageradionetwork.org or akikuatema.com. Japaneeds is a weekly program and always available at heritageradionetwork.org as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify as a podcast. Engineer is Matt Patterson, and thank you for listening. I will see you next week. Japan Needs is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a non-profit organization 
driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thank you for listening.